Thanks again for making Tech Vibe Radio part of your Friday night. We love bringing you the best of what's happening in Pittsburgh's technology sector. And I am hanging out with David Gerwin from Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney. You're filling in for Audrey Russo tonight. I am. Get, get well soon, Audrey. want to wish her a speedy recovery. May your voice come back. Exactly. The laryngitis, man. It's not good for radio. It's not good for radio. And we're glad you're able to fill in for us. So thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man. Thanks so much. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Like, so we have a little bit of a theme building tonight. We just got done talking to our friends over at Eaton. You know, electrical power components. Right. And this theme just goes right on over. I didn't even realize I was doing this until I was looking at like, who's stopping by the show. And I have, I have Dr. Greg Reed from, from the University of Pittsburgh's Grid Institute. Very cool place. More people need to know that this place exists. That's all I can say. Because I stopped over there for like 20 minutes over at the Energy Innovation Center. And I was like, oh my, you got to stop by the show. So thanks for stopping out. My pleasure. It's great to be here. So, so tell us about yourself real quick. What's your background? My background is in the you, electric power what, industry. What gets you charged up? <laughs> what gets me charged yeah. up? Audrey, oh. please get back soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Audrey, I'm sorry I missed you. I hope you feel better soon. Although you may be happy that you're not here for this segment. I'm not sure. But I, I've been in the electric power industry my whole career. Um, I've, I've spent uh, many years in the industry itself, um, okay. started my career in the utility industry with Con Edison of New York City, mm-hmm. um, uh, did my PhD here in Pittsburgh at the University of Pittsburgh, spent some time with what was then the Westinghouse R&D right, Center in right, electric right, right. power technologies back in the mid-90s. Okay. I was with Mitsubishi Electric for 11 years, so on the uh, manufacturing and technology cool. side of it, and then uh, transitioned into my role at the University of Pittsburgh where I'm a professor and director of our Center for Energy and, and the, the New Grid Institute uh, over the last 10 years or so. And so bring a lot of industry you know, experiences with me to, to academia, which, which has been terrific because a lot of our programs and what we've done in our energy and, and especially in our power-related activities have been with industry partners and constituents like Eaton as one example. Exactly. And, and the other companies I've worked for, like Mitsubishi Electric and, and uh, Westinghouse as well now. The nuclear division is a partner with us. ABB and Siemens and the utilities, Duquesne Light, First Energy. It goes on and it's on. It's more of a really question who you're not working with. Who right? we're not working yeah. with, exactly. Yeah, and especially regionally. Uh, what's exciting for the region, of course, is the energy nexus that we have here. And it's not just with the resources, okay. you know, around natural gas and, and coal and everything else, but it's really the, the technology side of it and all the manufacturing that still exists in this region. It's very strong. And, and a lot of it does date back, you know, to the Westinghouse era that George Westinghouse built up, you know, throughout the Industrial Revolution and, and past then. It's, it still exists very much in these companies mm-hmm. like the ones we mentioned, but also you know, many others that were uh, either former divisions of Westinghouse, uh, Eaton is one of those as an example, Emerson Process Management, or organizations that joint ventured with Westinghouse and then became, you know, ownerships under those parent organizations. When you put all those companies back together again today here in the Pittsburgh region, they, they almost exceed what Westinghouse was at its height. So it's pretty impressive. I believe it. And are you working with the governmental agencies at all also in terms of addressing vulnerabilities on the the power grid? Jonathan and I were talking about it off air, and it really is pretty frightening when you think about the the interdependency we have on this grid, that if it goes down in one spot, the notion that it can take down in a chain reaction the rest of the electrical power supply. Yeah, and and we, you know, we're developing new solutions for that for sure. But to answer your your question first, yes, we, we work with government agencies as well, the Department of Energy, 
you know, we have funding from from some of the offices there, National Science Foundation. You know, we've even in the past been supported by the state government to look at some of these things. And it, it is an increasing area of concern for us, uh, both from what I would call uh, natural events, whether it's hurricanes or storms in the summer and the wintertime, uh, all, the, all the physical vulnerability mm-hmm. that we have. But now what's starting to enter in is a new era of, of cyber issues right. that we have to be very concerned about. So we, we are looking at that. And the nature of the grid, it's very interesting. And this is some of the stuff that we're doing at the Grid Institute, right? right? right. You know, to, to answer the question, what's the Grid Institute? It's, it's really a new enterprise that we established uh, the middle of last year that really represents, uh, number one, an, an off-campus set of laboratories and capabilities uh, that we are constructing, as you mentioned, Jonathan, at the Energy Innovation Center building, the old Connolly Trade School, yep. if people know where that is, uh, near downtown Pittsburgh, across the street from where the Civic Arena used to used to be, I guess the Mellon Arena. The Mellon Arena, right. And um, we're building a new uh, high-power voltage uh, laboratory down there that will basically replicate a uh, utility electrical distribution network at the actual voltages and currents and capacities that you see in an electrical network. And then we're going to couple that with a lot of advanced technologies, smart grid technologies, if you will, that, you know, will control and do the communications and, you know, simulation of of grid issues. Uh, And what we can do is really test out and and develop a lot of new technologies with our industry partners, with the utilities side by side. So whatever the issue is, if it's a new technology that we need, if it's a new methodology that we need, Hmm. something operational to overcome some of these issues, this will be a place where we, we can, can develop it. all that exactly. and do it. We're going to build there. Really, it'll be a self-contained right. system, an energy system, a microgrid, we call it, where exactly. we'll have resources on site, solar, natural gas. Um, we'll be fed from Duquesne Light's distribution system. We're looking at some wind turbines on there. So we'll have different resources that we can you know, move in and out and then, again, look at all these new technologies that are developing. I'm sleeping better already because, as David said, we were kind of getting a little freaked out talking about, like, I, I just feel like our current energy grid's a little susceptible. And to know that we've got smart men and women like you working on this is making me feel much well, better. the industry's done a good job. I mean, when you mm-hmm. look at the reliability in the United States and, and you take out natural disasters, right, the right. reliability of the grid is like 99.996%. Okay. And I always say... I want 9.7. Come on, well, a lot of people do. A lot of people want 100%. That's a little bit hard to do. But Visit we, a foreign country sometime <laughs> and see how, how reliable the energy is. That's right. Exactly. I mean, think of anything else you own. Your car, your iPhone, your computer. None of those come close to that kind of reliability. That's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. And the that is, grid is yeah. so complex. It's a vast Oof. network. It cuts across our whole continent, not yeah. just a country. And you, electricity is a, a unique commodity. And I'll say one thing about it, You know, going back to what you said before. It is critical. I, I I like to call electricity the lifeblood of modern society. It is. I mean, as human beings, we need water and food to exist. To exist. As a modern society, too. we need electricity. Right. Look at what happens when we lose power. It's the one thing that really causes us to panic. It does. And then, unfortunately, when you look at things like these disasters that happen, the very first thing that has to come back you know, beyond just very basic needs. And, and it requires this to be the first needs, thing back on. The absolute first thing. I mean, what goes hand in hand with these storms? The power. We're always reporting on the power outages, how many customers are out. Can we get some generation in there? Those are the things that we're trying to address. How do we enhance not just the reliability, the reliability isn't bad, but the resiliency mm. and the security 
uh, security, I think, is a big part that Dave and I were part. talking about was the yeah. fact that, like, we don't want anyone hacking our systems here. That's right. <laughs> and if they do, it blinks out for a second and something else comes in line to take its place. Yeah, exactly. And so th- there are technologies, there are solutions that are being developed. And, I, again, I would say the utilities have done a tremendous job over the decades, the whole industry together, you know, with the manufacturers and the technology developers and suppliers. Uh, we all work together. It's it's a... I was going to ask you that. So there is information sharing among the various utilities who, or other other power providers who otherwise might be competitors, they're, they're willing to share this kind of information. There, there really is. When you look at things like the um, engineering societies, like the IEEE and, and mm-hmm. others, you know, right. we really come together there. Even though manufacturers, for example, are competing out there in the marketplace, right. uh, we do work together on standards, on you know, common solutions, on certifications. The utilities by nature haven't been competitive. You know, it was a very regulated industry, a monopolistic industry for decades. And still, from the transmission and distribution side, it still is. And so that's why you see when there are catastrophes in certain areas, like what happened down in Florida and in Texas, organizations like Duquesne Light. Everyone comes down there to help. They bring in their crews, get the power back up. We work together. It's It's a a, a very tight-knit industry. It's a family, I bet. It really is. And it's one of the things I've loved about being in this industry is that professionalism Mm -hmm. that that exists in it and that really people coming together, you know, in times of need. And, you know, when you're dealing with something like electricity and how important it is, you know, again, to to our quality of life, to our society, to our productivity... Um, it's really important that we do that. And so that's one of the ideas behind what we want to do at the Grid Institute. Mm -hmm. We want to really create a lot of collaborative programs where we're bringing the issues that we have that really hit the road at the utility itself. You know, this is where things come together. And then work together with the vendors, the manufacturers, the technology developers, the suppliers, everybody in collaborative manners and consortium models, whatever it might be in certain partnerships to come up with those solutions together. Is and, the and we Department can, of Homeland Security involved in this? Um, not, not right now, um, you know, but that certainly is, is an organization that, that could participate with us. We're in discussions, as you might imagine, that with a sense. lot of organizations. And, and right now we have 15 industry organizations uh, who are uh, initial partners with us. And in fact, they've contributed significantly, you know, to the, to the build out of the facility and, and what we're trying to do. And so, you know, together we, we, can, we can work on these solutions. So you come back to these cascading outages. You know, we have technologies today that can be implemented to solve that. It's around how do you put together a plan and a strategy that we can all come together regionally, nationally. So it's really uh, a management issue. To. It's not a technology. So, some of it is, yeah. Some of the technologies do need to be improved, and that's one of the things that we want to work on. But, you know, we're in this era right now, just as one example, where our whole grid has been pet, uh, predicated on alternating current. Right. And we're looking at going back to, to DC. direct current yeah, to, because to, of the new resources exactly. like solar and storage and right. how we can deliver it more effectively with new technologies today. That can help solve some of these cascading blackout problems, for example. So, Dr. Reed, if people want to learn more about the grid institute, where can they go and check you out? Uh, they can go to our, our website, um, www.grid.pit.edu. Love it. I, I just love knowing this resource is right here in Pittsburgh. Knowing you're at the helm doing that, I think it's just fantastic. Dave and I are both sleeping better at night knowing that you guys are working on these hard issues. Well, good. I'll stay up it's keep working on it. Well, keep working, but we're sleeping, all right? That's, that's <laughs> that what we like, like it around great, here. Great plan. And David, I got thank you for hanging out with us tonight and filling in for Audrey. Uh, it's been my pleasure. It's been yeah. fun. People learn more about Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney. Where can they go and check you guys out? 
to go to our website. It's www.bipc.com. And don't be afraid to contact David. I'm telling you, man, these are like your friends and your family. These are folks that are there to help you. They're your business partners is really what it comes down to. And you guys have been hanging out with the tech council for more than 30 years. That's since, all I can say. Yep, since, since its inception, timing, right? back in 1983, when I was in the fifth grade, just saying. Anyhow, learn more about the tech council by going to pghtech.org. After that, have yourself an awesome weekend.